Start recording. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We want to welcome you to Novel Ideas. The date is Friday, June 17, 2016. We shall be discussing the book Palisades Park by Alan Brennert. too many characters that, that I can say I, I didn't like. Of course, the civil rights stuff and, and all that. Of course, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but um, I just thought a lot of this book. In fact, I'm thinking about saving it. I've got a hard drive that I save books that I really, really like, and I'm thinking about putting this one in there. Uh, I'll say this is Novel Ideas, uh, June 17, 2016. I think we forgot to say that at the beginning. And I don't really have a lot to say about the book because I read it uh, 20 months ago, and I did not read it again. But I gave it a 4.5 star rating in my in my spreadsheet file, so uh, I, I do remember liking it. And, and and I remember reading it because I had read uh, Joyland, and we discussed Joyland, which is a Stephen King book that takes place in another amusement park. And uh, this one got mentioned uh, in that discussion, and uh, so I read it right after after Joyland, and I. I, I I, I love stories set around amusement park, and I remember uh, this had good characters and good storylines. And I remember the 16 hours didn't seem like 16 hours; it went fast. So uh, uh, I, I did I did very much enjoy it. I just don't remember a lot of the details. Thanks. I hope you can hear me. I tried to um, fix my mic. Can, let me check and see if you can, please. We hear you fine, Bob. You never turned your mic off. I tried to get to you on that, but, oh, well, we can hear you. Sorry, I, I thought I had. I really did. I hit E for enabled. But anyway, I guess you heard it. We'll see what the recording sounds like. Uh, let me say that uh, I give it a five. It's really outstanding. The various plots we haven't got into, you know, what happened, uh, Eddie going to the service, Adele leaving him to go with Lorenzo, uh, the various, it bordered almost on a circus, like a circus, a you know, carnival circus. In our end of the woods, carnival was amusements only that we saw. No clowns, no nothing. But this, this almost was a, a borderline between, cir- you know, circus and then the divers. We never had that in Southern California. It, it, maybe they were there and I didn't know about it, but we, uh, we didn't do that. Um, I liked uh, I liked Eddie, of course. Tony, I thought was great, uh, and uh, you know they were good. Adele, I'm gonna I know there'll be a debate there. You know she she saved Tony's life at the end, 
and all that. But she left those kids, too. So there you go. I didn't read it because I don't know if it's in Braille. And if it is, somebody tell me so I can. Uh, I was there. And, yeah, it, it wasn't just a, a, a carnival-type city. They even had a ballroom there. And they had guest pop singers of the time uh, at various times uh, there in the ballroom. So, and because of the time I was there, I went on a few amusements. I waltzed on over to the ballroom area and got to hear uh, the performer that night. Uh, and uh, it was cool. Well, this is Joni, and um, being from New Jersey, of course, you never go to the places that you, that everybody else goes to. But when I was growing up, uh, I heard of Palisades Park a lot uh, because they were always advertising on the radio. In fact, I was trying to figure out a way that I could get it. But if you ever listen to Bill Bragg on Yesterday USA, he plays an advertisement that was um, uh, very popular that they would play... um, um, all the time on the radio and it was how you should skip the bother and skip the fuss take a public service bus public service sure is great it takes you right up to the gate and that uh, commercial told you that you could get to Palisades from all points in New Jersey they told you how to get there from New York um I think the reason why we just never went was because uh, we would go down to the New Jersey shore a great deal. And there was Asbury Park. And they had wonderful rides and wonderful stuff that you could do. And then we also went to an amusement park called Olympic Park um, that was... um, nearer to our home. So I think we just didn't go to Palisades because it was too far and we just never got there. However, I know the area now where it was and um, I loved the book. I really did. And uh, I loved Renard's ability to mix uh, the historic the real and the the novel. Um, uh, It was Gladys Shelley that wrote that song, and apparently she was married to the owner uh, and uh, one of the brothers, and and different things that were mentioned, I remembered just from growing up here in New Jersey. Um, I don't remember the fires, um, but, I mean, what devastation there was and how these guys were able to um, get things back bigger and better than they were. Um, in the book, well, I had read the uh, annotation, and I don't know why I thought it was going to be about a family that, that lived, spent all their days at Palisades and that they... They were there, they were all together, so that when Adele leaves him, I was really shocked. I did not expect that to happen. Um, but um, she wanted to, she was really, really angry that he went to war. And well, I, I just, I laughed and I cried. I felt so bad for the girls. And um, for Jack, I think that was his name. Oh, when it was when oh I don't know, I forget very easily, guys. So please forgive me. Um, but it was good. I really enjoyed this book um, more than I've enjoyed some of the books we've read. You know, some of them just get too lovey-dovey and sexy and 
all this. And this one really focused on the characters. And it was sort of interesting how, you know, the characters were set against this um, backdrop of this amusement park. And then all the historical things that were going on in the background and how he brought in the, the historical um, aspects of it. And I'm sure Bob really got a kick out of those. And in some ways, um, and we had talked about this before, it is sort of like Forrest Gump because Forrest Gump, um, you see the history playing out in their lives. I did have an awful time with Adele just walking out on her family and I thought in a way she was sort of shallow to do that uh, because everybody was getting into the war effort and instead of seeing her husband's motives for the best you know she just chose to see it as he was deserting them and everything like that but then she goes around and deserts her children and her husband so there was sort of a dichotomy there that was really interesting. I like the vocabulary in the book. Um, some of the, you know, when you think about the early uh, part of the 20th century and there was a lot of German influence um, in, in the United States amongst other nationalities, but I liked how they used the word rucksack, which is really backpack in German. And, and that word found its way into the English language earlier in the 20th century but it's fallen into disuse but that's what it means and there were several examples of that too and but i i really enjoyed the book and i think the narrator did a good job too um adele was was really she made a big mistake when she married him I think she just wanted to be married. Um, it was convenient. Um, yeah, they cared for each other, but uh, she just, she was the wrong person for him. He ne needed somebody that was going to be totally um, with him. And she just, uh, she just left, not thinking about anyone but herself. I really, I, I liked Adele, but I didn't like Adele. She was very shallow, as Carla said. I yield to Liz. Let's see what Liz has to say. I'm sorry. I'm actually just eating my dinner. Um, this is Ramadan, and I'm just breaking my fast. So I'm going to be eating while we talk. But I kind of agree that Adele, I was glad that she didn't play a, a bigger part of the storyline than she did. Um, she was just kind of one of those characters that you felt sorry for. She was chasing an elusive dream that she never caught. She never got to be the star that she wanted to be. And she gave up everything in hopes of doing that. Um, I, I, I just found her kind of sad. Um, so that's my comment on Adele. I read this book every summer. I love it. And... Every time I read it, it's like I'm reading it for the first time. So I'm glad that everybody has enjoyed it. Um, Adele was probably my least favorite of the characters. Yeah, she got her kids out of the park when they, the fires happened. And she was, but she, as soon as he came back, she left and went on with her life and but I think, Jenny, you're right. I think he cared for her more than she cared for him. That's just the impression I have. And um, But I love how this book just puts you right there in the park. You can almost smell those French fries and the salt in the pool. And it just and hear the noise on the midway, and oh, wow. <laughs> what a great book. I want to yield to Ruth Ann, because she got me reading this. She read it first, and said, you got to read this book. Yeah, well, it's about an amusement park. I don't, I don't want to read it. But Ruth Ann, do you have any comments? Well, 
We're not hearing you one more time. I think the computer's acting up. I have to go help her. Uh, anyway, off and running. I've got a lot to say. I will say that one of the highlights for me was when Eddie slugged Lorenzo right on the stage. I, I really was proud of him. And I want to say a second thing. Historically, young men flooded the recruitment centers to enlist. And if you didn't go and you were healthy in every way, you were seen as a coward. Believe me, it was the guys put you down and Adele should have understood that. Yes, he put his life in peril. And also, he did not cheat on her, which many guys did because they missed their wives. And uh, he didn't. I thought Jenny, was was her name Jenny, the dancer, was more of a mom to Tony than Adele. She saved her. She was just great. I think it was Lynette that was the more of a mom. Yeah, you're right. She was. Um, we haven't heard. Linda, do you have any comments? Haven't heard from you yet. Or Marsha, I don't think. Um, I'll be brief here. Uh, yeah, I think her name was Manette or something like that, the dancer. She was a cool lady. Um I felt sorry for Adele, too. I, I, I can't say that I disliked her, but I felt very, very sorry for her. And she got she got her, you know, she got what she deserved. She went away to live the high life, and it didn't work. Um, and I felt sorry for Tony when, when she saw Adele waitressing at that restaurant, you know, later on in, in life, in the book. But, you know, she, uh, and she helped her, Tony helped her mom get that, uh, Magis- mag- magicians gig there at the uh, at the Palisades and other places. Um, so she, her, you know, even though she had some resentment and bad feelings toward her, Tony helped her get back uh, in the circuit, which I thought was very cool. <clears throat> Excuse me, my least favorite character in the book, who whom I did not like, although he did help. Uh, Eddie get his foot in the door there at the park was that police chief. I don't remember his name, but uh, he got his just desserts too. Um, but uh, he was not a he was not a good guy. I um I really liked the book too. I didn't like Dell. I really she made me so angry. Um, because she left her family like that. I mean, as a mother myself, I, I could have never left my kids, never, ever, ever. And so for, for that reason, I really disliked her. I mean, I know she, she really shouldn't have married the guy, and I know, but, but it just made me so angry that she left like that. How selfish. Um, I, I felt she was selfish. But she, you know, she, what goes around comes around, you know, kind of. That's the way I feel about that. But, man, you're right. I, oh. I, and I kept hearing that song in my head. And, you know, just the, the, the whole park atmosphere and the, it was just, I loved it. I loved that book, and I can see why you read it every year, Randy, because it just, it's just so such a good book. <clears throat> yes, um, Adele leaving her children, just leaving them like that. Uh, I, I never can understand, um, as a mother, I never can understand people that just walk out on their children. I just... That just hurts so much for me. I didn't read the book, like I said. And somebody please tell me still if, if it's in Braille as well. Because if it is, I will read it. Um, unfortunately, that's a thing that happens today, too. Not necessarily for maybe the same reason, but it's done. I've seen it. Uh, unfortunately, you can't figure out why. Um, I just feel, especially the mother, I mean, uh, 
and that may sound um, I don't know manly or so I, I just think the young kids belong with the mothers more so than the fathers but, and uh, I just never could understand how a woman does that but it, it, it happens today as well and I have seen it uh, in my own relationship situation with one of my uh, nieces, unfortunately. Yeah, it, it does, John. Let me yield to Ruth Ann, please. She's been trying to get in here, and it, with uh, anyway, it's a long story. So, Ruth Ann, you're on. Everybody, back away. Let's see if we can get her. We're not hearing you. One more time. You may want to come in here. My mic seems to work. Uh, I think that one of the scumbags of the thing, excuse me for want of a better word, was Cliff. Cliff risks, he risked Tony's life to come up with a sensational thing where she had to go over cars and parking lots and whatever, diving. That was incredible, the description of the dives. And he goes, honey, I love you. I love you. When she walked out on him and, and even the uh, Moses, the uh, the proprietor of uh, whatever the, the carnival they were at says, Cliff, you're out. And uh, the, the drive to be a star, you know, can get you just crazy. And I thought she and Cliff might make it there for a while. But uh, nope, Tony was absolutely right to drop him. Okay, go. Thank you. Ruthanna's here. I've been trying to get in and have been cut off, and I don't know what's going on. But anyway, I really like the book from the beginning, where he, where Tony or where Eddie was working there in the summertime, and you know got the job. And when he and uh, he and Adele got married on the back on the carousel with <laughs> the music going, I could hear that music playing on the carousel in my mind, and the French fries. Uh, the author really knew how to meet, feel things and hear them and s- smell the fr- French fries and all the other foods that they talked about. Uh, I think, too, that, you know, Adele is just the way she was. She, she, it had to be her way or she, you know, she just was the way she was. But, uh, I liked how they talked about the, uh, uh, Integration or segregation, how the black family wanted to go into the pool and they wouldn't allow them to do that, and how it kind of became a character in itself. The book, the park, park became kind of a character in itself. And uh, just thought it was a great. And and by the way, the song was written by Chuck Barris of the Gong Show fame, and it was sung because it it did say that in the book that the Gong was, that the. that Chuck Barris wrote the song and uh, everything like that. And there was another song that was written by the wife, uh, which I've never heard, and they never played in the book or anything like that. But the one that Freddie Cannon sang was done by written by Chuck Barris. And uh, I'll let it go for the moment unless I think of something else to say. Uh, John, they don't have uh, Palisades Park in Braille, not not at Bard anyway. So uh, I just checked the uh, NLS uh, catalog search, and it's not there. Sorry about that. And for anybody who's interested, Honolulu and I think it's Time and Chance or something like that. Those are the other two books by Alan Brunner that are on Bard. I actually... Um, looked on Audible and I listened to a sample of this book written, read by the Audible narrator and I just couldn't no, the NLS narrator did an excellent job. It's a different narrator on Audible and I couldn't listen to it by him. But there are two other books by him on on board. Molokai is not on board yet. That's the other book by him. Well, uh, thank you, Randy. I'll definitely go download those other two books. And uh, I've never 
read anything that this narrator has done. I've never even heard of him. I, I hope he does more books because he is excellent. Randy, we may want to either you or turn Sherry and Michelle loose. Maybe they can find the author. And I know it's a, it's another discussion of the book, but he lived a mile from the park. And it would be wonderful if we can get him on and talk to us in a few minutes, you know, about the show, about the book. But anyway, that's another story, and we may not want to do that. That's okay. That's a great idea. So, um, really, this book is um, a generations. You know, Eddie, Eddie went to the park at age 11, 1922. He marries Adele in 31 or whatever it is, 30. And they go through the generations. And, yes, getting married on the merry-go-round was really something. That I remember. We had those, the calliope and uh, the horses. And uh, it was – I loved uh, – probably too old for it, but I loved to ride a merry-go-round again. It's just fabulous. And the smell of uh, – the fries, I, I don't know how they made them. They, they, I've never had them like that. With vinegar on them, was it, or something? Um, you know, you have fries. You have fries. They're hot. The hotter, the better. But they made, they made a lot of money selling those fries, and that was great. They met a lot of nice owners. But I liked the integration thing the best too. I thought Tony was very brave, and uh, she was young, but she she saw right right, and she fought for it. Yeah, I have to agree. I think Tony was by far. I mean, I liked a lot of the characters, if not all of them, to some in some way. But Tony was my favorite. She reminded me of the person who I really wanted to be as a kid and, and that I tried to be, you know, that being willing to stand up in the face of, of what you perceive as being wrong and do something about it and live your own life. And I, I loved that character. I, I also loved the narrator. I, I, he just seemed to be captured the essence when he was doing the announcements, you know, for the carnival. He just captured the essence of a, a Barker, and it, it was just wonderful. Another person I really liked is um, Hill. Uh, what was his name? Um, oh, shoot. Um, uh, you know, the guy who swam the Hudson every day and had all the kids, you know, he was kind of like the, the Pied Piper, and he and Tony were really super friends. I really liked him a lot, too. Um, Oh, and I, I can't think of the guy's name. That wasn't his real name. His last name was Hill. But anyway, he was kind of like the free, the, the spirit of everything, the spirit, you know, the spirit of the river, the kind of the spirit of the park to me. Oh, I don't remember his name. He's an Irishman, and they had went to his funeral. He was, you're right, he was the thread in the book. She could always go back to him. And they, they swam the Hudson, and she went halfway, remember? And he, she said, I can't do it. He goes, okay, let's go back, you know. And then later she does swim it with uh, across the Hudson or whatever. I thought the description of the dives were incredible. I mean, talk about description in movies, uh, the audio description. That writer spelled it out for us. You could close your eyes and just picture her twisting and turning and doing double double somersaults. And she and I like the uh, 80-year-old lady, the old lady that befriended her. Again, I don't remember names. Oh, they yeah. drove a truck to Florida. And, oh, that was the, the diver, the master. I know was she was, Nellie? but I, I don't remember her name. But was it Nellie? I don't know. Something? Fantastic lady, and she, she died practically diving. She died at age 80. And they show you how these characters ended up. I like that, too. But she was great with Tony. She really was. Are you thinking of B. Kyle? No, Kyle was good, too. But it was another older woman later that they they went in her trailer home. and and, um, she was training her. And the Swedish guy, I don't remember names, guys. Which, which they thought he was shacking up with some beautiful woman. And it was another guy, and they were rocking the rocking the truck. And she says, "This has got to end. We got to cut cut him loose." Meaning, uncouple the truck from the trailer. They can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And they that guy was very loyal. He saved Tony's life many times. But uh, he was um, he was gay, and that was okay. They didn't know it until they found out. They didn't care. As many times as I've read this book, I can't remember her name either, <laughs> and I can't remember the Swedish guy's name. I think that that that's the charm of this book uh, is that you feel like you're there. You feel when they were getting married on the carousel. You could feel like you were going up and down on the horses and that you're smelling 
all of the smells that you smell on a midway um, or at a park like that, and you're hearing all the noises. And um, and he has the talent of making you feel like you're hearing the music and you're there. And with all of the things, I think I think he's an extremely good writer. And I, as I said before, I love the way he mixed the historical and the fiction together to make a very, very good package. I also was, uh, when I saw 16 Hours, I said, ugh, 16 Hours? And it went by like it was nothing. I couldn't believe how fast it went. Talking about those French fries kind of reminds me of the ones we always used to go to Rehoboth Beach when I was growing up. And um, we actually, we've had reunions there since then. And they make them on the boardwalk. And they, you get them in the paper cones, and they're really hot. And you pour salt and vinegar on them. And I personally don't care for them with vinegar, but there's some good French fries. And that's kind of what I thought of when I was reading this book, that they they just reminded me of that, just describing what they were like. Yeah, I think I pass on the vinegar, too. But I'll tell you what, there were a few times when I was reading this book and they were talking about those fries and I was hungry. I'm like, I wish I could reach through that speaker and grab me a, a cone of those hot fries with the salt because <laughs> they sure do sound good. Randy, I went to Rehoboth Beach one time. Are you talking about Delaware? I'll let her answer that, but I want to ask you, the fires were real. They had, what, a couple of them? Yeah. Uh, they happened to the park. Because I, I thought I would, you'd hear about it in the news, but even maybe out west, uh, I never heard of Palisades Parks, Park. So that doesn't show us how ignorant I am here, isolated, I guess. Yeah, I'm talking about Delaware, Journey. We went to Wildwood, too, but in Atlantic City before the slot machines. But Delaware is where I remember those french fries i went there once but i didn't i don't remember the french fries i may have had them but i, I went to rehoboth we spent a lot of time uh, as what we call it down the shore at asbury park new jersey which i'm sure that many of you have heard of it um when i was a kid they had amusements they had two carousels one across the street from the other and I loved them. They were so fun. But one of them had real carousel music, and I preferred that one. But we'd go back and forth. And plus they had a whip, and they had a lot of other rights, too. Um, but uh, but this book, really, I'm, I'm very glad that I read it. I'll never forget as a kid, it was Monday. And why? Maybe Dad was off? I don't know. We were riding around, and my brother says, A, a carnival! And, oh, Dad, let's stop. He says, I think they're closed, you know. But we all jump out of the car, and the people came out that were closed on Mondays. Of course, they saw I was blind, and they said, until now. And they opened the park to us. And I remember riding uh, bumper cars, of course, to the merry ground. And um, they had these cars, hand cars, that you cranked. You know, you went around a track, and you cranked them. And it, it, it was just our family, just me and my brother, my sister, and they gave us about an hour of their time. And I, we said, thank you, of course. I don't know what my dad, he said, thank you so much. But it was incredible. We just had the whole run of the park. Not the concessions. They were closed, you know. But they opened. They said, no, we're going to open this up. Oh, Bob, that's wonderful. That, that is just fantastic that they did that for, for the blind guy and his family. <laughs> I guess sometimes it does have advantages. But, no, that was wonderful of them to do that. Well, uh, they did that for for me too. Um, in another town called Belmar, where my grandmother lived, um, also down the shore, they had a penny arcade, and in the back they had three kitty rides, and I loved those rides. 
And one time, um, my family and I went there to see if the rides were open. And Dad said, oh, they're not open. Okay, let's go to Grandma's. And this guy comes running up to us and he says, do they want to go on the ride? My dad said, yes. And the guy opened up for us and we went on. There was a whip. There was a, a fire engine thing that you clanged a bell and I love that bell. And there was a merry-go-round for kids. So it does pay to be blind. I've had a lot of opportunities where I went to amusement parks and they let me ride on stuff for a long time. And yes, Bob, I did go to Coney Island a couple of times. Um, the steeplechase had all the rides, but we never went to the steeplechase part. I don't know why we didn't. But we went to the beach, and then we went on rides afterwards. And um, I loved amusement parks. And I didn't go as much as I would have liked to, but um, I loved rides. I just loved I loved the swings. You would swing out, and I loved Ferris wheels, and you'd go on them and jump up and down on them, and you weren't supposed to. Almost knocked myself out of a Ferris wheel once, and um, I've been on a few roller coasters. But then again, I mean, I didn't go as much as I wanted to, but I loved rides when I could go on them. Um, I got just Googled it, and the fires in Palisade Park were real. Of course, I didn't read the articles because I didn't have time, but, yeah, they were real. Um, and I actually loved amusement parks, too, and roller coasters were my thing. Um, so I'd like to think that I could still get on one and ride with it, but, you know, I'm 60 now, so I'm not sure that would be the best thing for me, but I sure loved them. Yeah, I did, too. Um Liz, did you ever go to Boblo? Uh, we had this this uh, amusement park. It was uh, in the Detroit River on an island. Uh, unfortunately, it's no longer here. But you got over there by boat. They had two boats, the Columbia and the and the, the uh, Saint Clair. And you'd go over to Boblo Island, and there was a amusement park over there. And they had you know the the fun house and all the rides. I don't remember there being a roller coaster, but there, there must have been. I've never heard of an amusement park without a roller coaster. But you'd, you'd, you'd go over to Boblo and spend the day and, you know, have the hot dogs and the burgers and the, I think they had the fries too. And the, the boat, the riding over on the boat was as fun as the park, really. Um, did, did you ever go to Boblo, Liz? I think the last time I went was uh, 50 years ago. I did go to Bob Lowe, and it was fun, although I don't remember a coaster there being. I, I actually liked Edgewater better for in terms of our local amusement parks. Remember that rickety old um, uh, rickety old roller coaster? It was all made of wood, and the best part of the ride was the fact that the thing rattled and squeaked so much you were sure you were going to die, but I, I loved it. It was it kind of reminded me of, of a very small-scale Palisades Park. You know, it just seemed to have a... a character of its own and it was fun Kennywood has the racer that's our amusement park here in Pittsburgh and it's two cars side by side and you choose which car you want to get in and you see who wins and you race around you race down the track and the cars were wooden I guess they still are I don't know if they've been redone but I think they tried to keep them as they as much like the originals as they could, but that's that's such a fun one. Yep, all those roller coasters are wonderful. You know what? I would probably ride on one. I'm 63, but I don't care. I think if I had the opportunity to do it, I would. And, uh, yep, I remember that rickety old wooden roller coaster at Edgewater. It was so cool. And Lake Lansing, this is, you know, not local, but um, they also had a, a wooden uh, roller coaster. And I think I rode on that because we used to go there, the uh, Michigan School for the Blind. They went to Lake Lansing Amusement Park every spring. And uh, I think I rode it one year like 18 times. 
boy, did I remember I had a nasty headache by the time I was done. But it was it was a lot of fun. But, yep, I'd ride on a roller coaster again. Go ahead. Okay, I want to bring up something that happened in the book toward the beginning because of the things everybody was saying about Joni was saying they opened the rides for her and everything. Um, do you remember the time in the book when they brought this boy that was, I think he had multiple sclerosis or MD or some one of these disease, these problems and was, was going to die, and Eddie took him all over yes. the park, and they dressed up and had a wonderful, wonderful time, and uh, this, it, I thought that really showed the heart of the, the carnival of the people that were there, that they took this guy, and they wanted him to have everything, and he ate, and, and you know, got sick on the food, but he had a wonderful, wonderful time, and I, I think he died shortly yeah. later, but I just wanted to bring that up. Those were the best amusement parks. When you threw up afterwards, you know it was good. It was a good park. Yeah. <clears throat> um, here in Pittsburgh, when, when I was a kid, uh, went to the school for the blind, and the first day of school, there was a park. Of course, the park's all closed right after Labor Day, and but, but this particular park, it was called Rainbow Gardens, it was a small park, but they opened the park just for our school. The um, U.S. steel workers uh, paid for this day for us to go to the park, and they had some of these steel workers would come and be uh, um, escorts. And, you know, it was just wonderful. We had the whole park all to ourselves. And, yeah, man, I love roller coasters. Always have, always will. Um, And as far as the French fries, oh, yeah, I love the vinegar on the French fries. But, um, and I I thought in the, as far as in the book, when when Tony was, um, you know, standing up for the the black woman wanting to go in the pool, um, and I thought it was good that her father uh, did, in a sense, he did support her her actions. You know, he 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 understood what she was trying to do. So, and I thought that was good. I mean, a lot of fathers wouldn't have done that. Um, you know, so that was that was impressed upon me as well. Well, uh, if I remember right. Eddie probably would have been with Tony, but he had a lease, and a, a Harvey Rosenthal was it? He said, you know, and later he admitted he was wrong. He told Tony, so he was he was a man to admit he was wrong. But he said, look, uh, okay, uh, I'll kick you out, and you you better pay me three years the lease or something. So Eddie was kind of trapped, but yes, he he favored his daughter. I, I you know, and he was a single father at that time, uh, and uh, they were quite courageous, and she lost lost her job I remember um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be in the minority with you folks I don't really care for rides and uh, roller coasters and things like that and, and and the reason is because I have an equilibrium um, problem and it just really messes me up you know I, I don't know when the, where the top of the world or the bottom of the world is and it just really messes me up. Even moving sidewalks um, get me. And when I'm in an elevator, I've got to hold on to a wall because I got sea legs for a long time. And I hate those people movers at the airport unless I can get a seat. But anyhow, I, I do remember Rainbow Gardens, uh, Randy, um, when we were at the School for the Blind. And I remember, the, you know, having a good time at Rainbow Gardens and Kenny would, as long as I stuck with the slower sort of a things, you know, the slower rides. I, I do have to tell you folks, um, it was terrifying, but um, several years ago I forced myself to go um, whitewater rafting just to do it. <laughs> and it was, it was the most scary experience in my life. But it's funny that I hated rides, but I, I loved to ride my bike. I had this bike called Racing Dawn, but I think the difference was I had control over that bike, except for the time that the chain broke and I went careening down a hill. Then it wasn't so much fun. But 
But uh, getting back to the book, the one character that we haven't talked to talked about is Bunty. I thought he was a real hero in that book, a real good role model for Tony and for everybody that he trained and for the people there, and uh, almost a second father figure to her. And I also liked the development of Tony. Um, how I, I, you know, I just wondered at the beginning of the book, she was almost too much like a tomboy, and I sort of wondered, you know, what her orientation was going to be when she got older, and then how she changed into this lady, and she, um, and you know, she became more mature and stood up for the black people at the pool, and she was probably one of the most dynamic characters in the book, and I also like Jack too. Uh, I think he was an important supporting character. Bunty, that's the guy we were talking about before, Carla, and I and we couldn't think of his name, Bunty Hill. Uh, yeah, he was wonderful. I mean, he was just, I mean, the kids loved him, and he loved the, the kids and the water, and, and uh, yeah, he was just, he was fantastic. But, yeah, Bunty, that was his name. Yeah, that's the name. Thank you. I thought Jack was great. Uncle Jack, he had the bad hands. You like to think that they got better and better throughout his life. The grandchildren, uh, the kids really loved him. And, uh, he, you know, he he was the last guy I would think would go to, go to war, but he did. You know, he could have been a great artist, and he was blown up, practically killed. And uh, he, he grew up. He was emerging. Tony was the lead, of course, a year older, and it was Tony always. But Jack was there, and... Uh, I, I admire him a great deal, and Eddie and I like it when Eddie and Jack made up. They sat and talked, and, and they hugged each other. Yeah, Jack was great too, and um, and then well, you know, he had he could no longer draw due to his hands, but then he became a writer. He could use a typewriter, and uh, he became a writer, and he so he didn't wasn't able to fulfill his first love, which was which was drawing and so on, but, uh, you know, he made his way with words. Randy, are you thinking of a book for next time? I don't mean to rush you, but we're going to have to be going ourselves. I love the end, Um, how everything came together, and I just, I loved the ending of it. Yeah, I did too, Randy. Uh, It kind of, he wrapped up everything, and you found out what happened after the park was closed with everybody, and uh, I loved it. I really, I'm so glad that I read it. Thanks for making me read it, Bob. No, you didn't make me read it, but you told me about it. You thought I would like it, and I, the fact that I live here in New Jersey, and um, you know, New Jersey um, in some quarters is known for as a state with lots of corruption and of course you could see it in the police chief and the, and that whole gang of people that that were totally and completely corrupt, corrupt, corrupt and I said yeah that's the way a lot of New Jersey was and still is and uh, you know it's almost laughable, it's so bad but then we're not the only state with corruption, uh huh so that's the way it is. That's everywhere. Well, do we want to try to get Alan Brenner on here? That's a project I'll throw Sherry and Michelle's way if they're willing to help out with it. But do we want to do that? Sure, that'd be great. Oh, yeah, I think that's a wonderful idea. Sure, why not? That, that'd be great. And... Uh... I guess I, I take it Sherry and Michelle are good at that. So, uh, um, yeah, that would be super. Does anybody have any thoughts for next time, or what are we going to do? Are we going to have a group in July? Are we going to take a month off, or what's happening? I recommend we not meet in July. There's like conventions going, all kinds of things that Randy checked with Sherry and Michelle to see if they want to do this, want to assist us, because I don't know where to look. I don't know where to go find them. And they could try it for a couple of weeks. If they say, you know, we, we have, we're having bad luck, then we, we Randy could select a book. Uh, Ruth Ann has a book that she wants to at least select. Uh, select. 
bring up, and you guys can vote it down if you want. But uh, I'm starting to read it. It's pretty good. Martha Harmon Pardee, of course, I love. And uh, so, Ruthann, you want to talk about that one? Sure. This, the book I'm reading, uh, suggesting is Salem Falls by Jody Peacock. Uh It's about uh, a, a man who, uh, a teacher who is falsely accused of becoming uh, intimate with one of his students and uh, lost his job, of course, shows up in this town called Salem Falls, gets a job with the, uh, with the person running the restaurant, and uh, the whole thing happens again, again, and there's witchcraft involved, and they finally were able to get to, the, the uh, attorney was finally able to get to the uh, attorney and in investigator to, to get to the bottom of not only of this story, but of the story of what happened back in right. his hometown. Don't give but us the ending. it's a very good book. It's by jo- Jody P. Colt. I'm not sure of the number. I think. Alan, if we choose it, he can yeah. look it up. Okay, it's, that's it's, one book. It's a Jody Picot book. I'm for it. I love Jody Picot. And I'll email Sherry and Michelle and see if they can help us. And if they can't get a hold of them after a couple of weeks, we'll give it up. But I'll see if they're willing to help us out with this. And... This book sounds good. I love Jody Pickell's books, but it's up to the rest of you. Oh, this sounds like an excellent book. And I was just thinking, as um, Palisades Park was a good lead into the summer, maybe you know this um, Salem Falls would be a good one for for August, leading to back to school, because um, you know, sort of getting into you, getting you into the schooly mood, if you know what I mean. Not that I need any help with that, <laughs> but. Um, I like the way Jody Picot writes, and um, if um, the other books that we've read by Jody are any indication, I think this is going to be good. And it sounds like a really good plot and really good characters again, and I'm for that book. Um, that said, um, if we can get Alan, um, you know, um, to participate, it would be neat if another one of his books were available to, to read one of them too, so that we have two books to be conversing about with him. But I know that's asking for a lot, but those are just my thoughts. Yeah.